You'll do it right to get your hands on tools you can count on and at lower prices. Lowe's does it right, too, with savings during Craftsman Days. Hurry in and take advantage of great deals like a Craftsman 20-volt Max 4-Tool Combo Kit featuring a drill, impact driver, reciprocating saw, and task light for just $149. And pick up a 17-inch gas string trimmer for only $129. Whatever projects are on your list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 6-5, U.S. only. Babe, wake up. Babe. Oh, oh no, the room's on fire. Woo, woo. Oh, it's uh, an alien invasion. Pew, pew. I guess I'll just eat this egg McMuffin. Huh? Is there another one? Or... Wake up breakfast at McDonald's. Mix and match two classics for five bucks. Choose from an egg McMuffin or a sausage McMuffin with egg. Each made with real butter and a freshly cracked egg. Price and participation may vary. Can it be combined with any other offer? Combo meal. Limited time offer. Single item at regular price. I'm not worried about it. Brothers and sisters, get around. It's time for the sanctuary of sweet truth. <laughs> Well, hello everyone. I am Billy Dees, and this is the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth podcast. With me, as always, is Sugar Shane. How are you doing today? Doing pretty good, man. Pretty good. Can't complain. Just a reminder, just to let everybody know that our show is live Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then again on Thursday night. At 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Of course, you can check us out anytime. We are on Spreaker, the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth podcast. And you can also find us on Twitter, at Sweet Truth Radio. Tweet us anytime. You can live tweet us while we're on, or you can tweet us anytime you like with comments, story suggestions, anything like that. Well, it's been a while since we've been on. Yes, a um, couple of weeks, I guess. Yeah, how was your July 4th? Uh, it was good. We didn't do a whole lot of nothing. Just uh, I don't really... That day I spent a lot thinking about my grandmother because it was her birthday that day. Oh, okay. So, uh, But we did have a <clears throat> cookout uh, later on in the evening at her uh, my in-law's <clears throat> house. We went there and whatnot, but uh, that was about oh, that's it. Good. <clears throat> how was that's yours? Good. Well, that's what I was going to get into. I was going to tell our audience we both have had some things. You, we're going to talk about what you've been up to lately. You're starting a uh, a new project. Right. And <clears throat> if you can't uh, notice it, uh, my voice is a little weak. Um, I've had a rough uh, two weeks. I haven't gotten much rest at all. Um, but my um, beginning of June or so, my mother uh, took a turn for the worst. And uh, she went down a pretty steep pretty steep hill, pretty steep decline, and we kept her home. Uh, the one thing that she said pretty consistently was, uh, you know, she wanted to stay home. And uh, uh, she passed away last week. And, yeah, I was uh, sad to hear that. Yeah, and, um, you know, that was after a month of 24-hour care. And I got to give full credit to my wife, who... Um, she and I, uh, we had, uh, 
hospice had a uh, bed for my mom in the uh, living room <clears throat> and um we set up a little cot down there my wife and i stayed with her so she wouldn't be alone at night yeah. and um yeah it was uh, i had a lot of support from my wife and her family both um so i have to sing a lot of praises to that but i haven't had uh, a, a really good night's sleep that was not induced by some sort of medication I haven't had a night where I could just sleep, you know, because I'm relaxed and I want to go to sleep. Right. Uh, and it's taken a little bit of toll on me. I got uh, some fatigue problems, and you can hear it in my voice a little bit. So um, you're still having trouble sleeping? Yeah, I'm, I'm coming out of it. Uh, but, um, uh, yeah, it was it, it, like I said, I didn't get much rest for about a month. Wow. Because she, she needed 24-hour care, you know. And uh, she was she was in in pain every few hours. We had to give her something, and uh, it, it was just. Uh, and I don't know if you've ever been through anything like that, but you know you can't rest because you're looking at them and you're and you're looking at their chest to see if they're still breathing. Oh, <laughs> about, I haven't had to do it with my. Uh, uh, I haven't had to do it in that sense, but when my kids yeah. were born, because they were newborns, and I had never been a dad. Especially yeah. with Huck, I used to wake up in the middle of the night and make sure he was still breathing and everything was. Oh yeah, place. I can so, imagine. Yeah. I can imagine that. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, you're waiting for that moment when the chest doesn't come back up. Right. And and um, it, it happened Thursday night. Mm. And uh, I, I, you know, I'm not going to get you know in a lot of detail about this. I don't want to. Right. Know, right. Weird out, weird out the audience or anything. And it, but it. Um, it's a you know it's a lot to go through, um, and um, anyway I got through it, and I'm very grateful. I got a couple of really good friends that helped me out a lot, <clears throat> and um, like I said, my wife and her family were spectacular, and um, I got through it. And I'm going to take some uh, time off uh, with oh, okay. my wife. Here in July, you know, well, it's, not, just, it's, it's not like I'm not going to do anything, but I'm, we're not going to kill ourselves. She right. took some time off and uh, from her job, and, and we're going to spend some time together. We're going to do some things around the house. We, you know, we, you have a lot of things that are just when you have a death in the family, you, you, know, you got, you know, you, yeah, you neglect, and we're behind on stuff. And plus, like, I got to find a place for, you know, I got to find a place for my mom's things. I don't want to get rid of them yet. Right. Uh, so it's, I don't want to go sorting through all this stuff. I, I just, I'm, I'm not up to that. So we're just going to find a place down the basement that's out of the way and just kind of put that stuff away for a while. So we're, we're going to do stuff like that. And uh, so that, that was kind of uh, my, my June. Do you so, like Japanese uh, food? This so like, off, yeah, this is not off topic. I'm asking you a question for a reason. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I know it came out of nowhere, but I'm just. <laughs> yeah, sure. I can, yeah. Okay. Okay. When I get back from Georgia, I'm going to Georgia the uh, first week in August. <clears throat> I'm going to be gone. But when I get back, I was going to see if you wanted to go to Hibachi's down here where I live near this area. I've been wanting to try it out anyway. Christina don't eat that kind oh. of food. And uh, I was going to take you to falls. lunch. Yeah, that's right there next to Sheridan. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly where it is. Yeah. It's somewhere. Now, it's kind of hard to get into, isn't it? It can be for dinner. I don't know. I, I've never been down there for lunch and at, at that time of day. Yeah, uh, dinner it can be, but they do have some places you can park around that area that we could, you know, even if it was happened to be packed, we could walk down or whatever, but I don't know it'll be that busy in lunch. I don't know. But uh, I was going to take you to lunch down there one day or something. 
uh, oh, well, that'd be great. Thank yeah. you very much. Because I love that's Japanese food and I like that kind of stuff. But I mean, the only time I ever really get Chinese food is if I order it and pick it up, take out, because no, right, no, right, nobody yeah. else eats it. Yeah, they they have a, some sort of a spicy chicken, something or other. That uh, yeah, that's real good. Oh, yeah, we'll okay. have to. Do that. Yeah. Oh, you have it there? Yeah, it's been a long time. Oh, okay. But I have been. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, they've done a lot of remodeling on that front street here lately too, so maybe a little bit yeah, easier now. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, well, let's kind of uh, change uh, gears here. Um, you've got a couple of things going on, and, and you, I, I suppose I'm not speaking out of turn when I talk about uh, we're kind of doing this podcast networking thing. Yes. And, uh, yes. Yeah. First off, I want to say kudos, not trying to stay on subject, but I just want to say kudos to your wife if she ever gets a chance to listen uh, for hanging in there Great. with you. And I just want to say that was an awesome thing. Yeah. You know what? In, in yeah. this day and age, let me say this, in this day and age, you can't count on your husband or your wife to do Oh, that. hell no, you can't. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. Well, what happened was um, I'm, I... Uh, I want to clear up anything anybody might, you know, because I, I haven't really went on any social media and told exactly of anything. But um, I have left the SKO. They left, we left on good terms. They said that the door is open if I want to come back or whatever the case may be. There's no hard feelings. I didn't leave because of anything done to me. I didn't leave because of any whatever. I left because, quite frankly, I think the avenue of media in the next it may be a year or two, but I want to get started early. And I think the media is going to be podcast-driven in the very yeah. near future. And um, I wanted to get things going on this end, get some listeners, get some you know participation, trying to get it going and building a network of not only where we get some podcasters that want to podcast with us, but if they don't want to podcast with us, if they'll shoot us a spot, I'll shoot them a spot, and we can go back and forth and work work together um, right. to build it is what I'm trying to do. Not only about just me, me, but just trying to build the community of podcasters is what I'm trying to do. And right. um, so that's what I, I'm working towards, trying to get that going. You know, um, it was just time for me to go. I've been, I've been having this burning on the inside of me for like about – for a while, but especially the last three to four months, and uh, just trying to think of the ins and outs of how I could get it going and everything, and I got some good guys working with me, and I mean, you're still with me working and advising me on things and trying to get some stuff going there, so I mean, uh, we're, sure. we're still meeting every Tuesday at my house. We met last oh, Tuesday, we're going to meet tomorrow, where we're actually writing out a couple of sketches and doing a few things tomorrow and start recording an intro, and um and we have changed the name of the show because the only reason why I tell you we are changed, we did, it was the Freak Show, and we didn't change it because of anything with SKO or anything, because that was my name anyway. I changed the name because as we were sitting there on the last show, Jack Casey came in and he informed me that when he looked up Freak Show, that when he Googled it, a lot of stuff involving white supremacy and stuff like that came up, and I don't want to be associated with that kind of oh, thing. Oh, yeah, sure. So yeah. that's why we changed it to in, in these layman's terms, because we consider ourselves just layman. We don't consider ourselves experts. We're just going to give you opinions, and that's pretty much it. So that's why we changed the name to that. So it's coming out. It'll be here August the 14th, that first episode. We're going to get it up and running. But this podcast here holds a special place in my heart. Because this is the reason why I changed the name of the, I made the name of the company Sweet Truth Media, because 
when we started this show, Sanctuary Sweet Truth, this was really the groundbreaking, whatever you want to call it, got me going into podcasting full force. So that's right. why I went with the name Sweet Truth Media. Because, uh, and we've got a good logo. i got to give a shout out to, uh, let me see if I can get his last name right, man. But um, it's the guy that designed the logo. He designed the logo for the media as mm-hmm. well as um, the uh, the uh, logo for our show that's been posted okay. now. And that was uh, Nate Cordwell. And what it is is he's a worker that works where I work at in the graphics art department. And I just happened okay. to ask him if he could do one. And we, he, he uh, I gave him an idea. But then he came to me with the little ice cream looking cone thing with a scoop on top. And I said, yep, that's what we'll go with, man. I like that. So um, we're going to do the business card up in about a month with that and everything else. And that's going to be the logo that you actually see if you're listening to it right now. So that's the logo we're going to use. So Okay. And then he, he said he had an idea for a stained glass with the same thing. And then he came to me and he emailed me the uh, stained glass window with the ice cream cone. I said, yeah, I love it. So we went with that, too. So I kind of like that one as well. So, Well, that's awesome. That is absolutely <clears throat> awesome. Yeah. Yep. So it should be a, a good thing. I, I kind of agree with you on the uh, uh, on the podcasting side of things. Because uh, with everybody being on the go and everything, first of all, everybody knows that, you know, anything with audio, a podcast or what have you, you, uh, uh, you, you it doesn't require your full attention like a video does. Right. Uh, and the other thing about podcasting is the on-demand nature of it. You can listen to it whenever it's convenient. Exactly. Exactly. I fall asleep listening to some podcast, and what I'll do is I'll the next night I'll I'll fast forward about where I left off, remembering what I was listening at, and I'll finish the podcast the next night or re- listen to some more of it. So it's not it's not like you have to listen to the whole thing right then. Right. So much of podcasting involves downloads now. So many people download the podcast themselves, and. Um, so and like I, we've said before, cars are going that route. I posted that thing on Facebook today. It's going yeah. to come to that point. And it's not that internet radio, but the thing about it is, what people don't realize is music radio is dying. Oh it's yeah, dying. People have to realize that MP3s, iTunes, YouTube, all this stuff that you can use now is killing music radio. In five years, to t- at the most. Music radio is going to be just a thing. I mean, you're going to still have radio. I'm not saying it. That. That's what I put in that video that I did. You're going to always have radio, but its effect is going to get weaker and weaker. And I and I don't even know how. I don't even know if, to a certain extent. I don't know how radio will survive. To be honest with you, because the fact of the matter is, is it involves sponsors. Yeah. And if you don't have sponsors paying for your time slots, you, how are you going to pay for your employees to be DJs? And you don't have entertainment in DJs no more. No offense to those out there that are radio DJs, but the fact of the matter is they're just not as entertaining as they used to be. And a lot of that's because the FCC and the ownerships have constricted them to where they're not allowed yes. to do what they want to do. I'm not saying you got to get on there every two seconds and drop the F-bomb. I'm saying, and you can keep things FCC regulated and still be humorous, but everybody's worried about being politically correct. Everybody's worried about offending somebody. And when you get to that right there, it, can, it constrains the person that's trying to be on the mic. I know because I'd experienced it. That's the one thing oh, yeah. I will say I got from a good advantage was working in Lorraine. 
was I experienced it because every week when I'd come back home, I got an email about don't try this, don't do that, don't do this. I'm like, oh my God, man. For long, I'm just going to be going, hey, here's Waylon Jennings. Y'all have a good one. I can't do that all day, man. I just cannot yeah, yeah, do yeah. a I can't do a show where I'm just going to read a live read, spit a card, and then just say, here's a song, and then just it. I just can't do that. I mean, I've got to be able to at least vocal an opinion here and there. Yeah, so no, when, uh, don't forget the time and temperature. You got to throw hell, that. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody's got to know. Everybody's got to know three times an hour on the hour, every hour, exactly how what the temperature is outside, whether it's snowing or raining. Like yeah, I can't look yeah. out the window. I mean, hey, it's right there, buddy. But you know, and it's just it's 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 boring. It's yeah. boring. That's why the most people that listen to radio now is on the way to work for the five, ten minute, fifteen, maybe half hour drive they got to go to work and the ride right. home, and that's it. How many people yeah. do you know that switch on the radio while they're sitting at the house? Yeah, not many. That's right. It don't happen. Well, you know the way the way people um, listen to music has 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 changed in so many ways. It's it's not just the radio. I mean, the radio is a big part of it. And boy, it's a little scary to me because I'll tell you why. Uh, it's very convenient to instantly be able to find the song that you like. Right. I don't, I don't, you, know, I'm, you know that's inarguable. Um, but what that convenience has done. It used to be that back in the day, while you were waiting for your favorite song to come on, there would be other bands, there would be other maybe types of music that you might not or ordinarily be attracted to, but that you would have to listen to, you know, while you were waiting for your favorite song to come on. And in that process, you were exposed to things. Your your circle of taste was widened, you know. And now you don't have that opportunity. If, if you don't grab a fan and, and hold them through other ways now, okay, they're not going to be exposed to another type of music by accident. Oh, no. Okay. They're not going to sit and listen to a half hour of music that they may not be familiar with to hear their favorite song anymore. And, um, if you look at the evolution of music during the 1980s with MTV, I mean, MTV exposed a lot of people to music that would that they would never have been uh, exposed to in other ways because people sat and, and waited for their favorite videos to come on. And, and we, we just don't have that avenue anymore, you know. Um, so it's made it very hard for, for, for people to, to cross over and and be exposed to different types of audiences now because people only want to listen to what they want to hear. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's, so why I'm, I'm not, that's why podcasting comes in. And, I mean, that's where it comes in. I mean, you look at... Uh, well, it's content-driven now. Exactly. If yeah, you, 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 can do a, you can do a show specifically about this, and you'll draw the audience. Like me and uh, Tony the Tiger, we both listen to a lot of crime dramas, which is why we're going to start one in September, where every couple of weeks we do a crime drama-type show. Right, right. And, uh, but we listen to a lot of that stuff. I follow just about Sword and Scale. I follow about everyone you can think of because I'm into that kind of thing, and that is a huge genre 
right now in podcasting. Very, oh, yeah, yeah. very huge. That's just like I said, I got a guy going to do a wrestling one. Not everybody likes wrestling. Not everybody watches wrestling. But those that do are diehard fans, and they listen to the wrestling podcast because they like to know what's going on. There's a lot, I know of several people that listen to those I know one guy that listens to just about every damn podcast you could think of on wrestling because he's a huge wrestling fan. <laughs> and I mean, it's it's I mean, just like I've told other people, I don't like raw oysters, but some people do. So I mean, yeah. just, what's good for one person is not going to be good for another. But that's where content-driven material comes in. That's why I want a variety of shows. That's why I've said I don't care what you talk about as long as you're passionate about it. I don't care what you podcast about. I don't. If it if it's silver spoons in your house and you and you like how they're cleaned, if that's what you want to talk about, you think you can draw an audience, do it as long as you're passionate about it. I don't care. Yeah. Because just because I might not listen to it don't mean somebody else might not listen to it. Speaking of the uh, crime podcast, have, have you heard of this uh, Dirty John podcast? I uh, don't think I have. Okay, you might want to check that out. Um, that That is an investigative uh, journalism podcast. And I, I what really blew it open was this one case about this woman that uh, got involved with this guy named John. And uh, I, I don't remember if she met him on a dating site or if she met him socially, but her her daughters were uh, were suspicious from the very beginning that this guy wasn't what he said he was. Huh. And uh, a story goes on from there if you want to if you want to research it uh, uh, yourself. But he he turned out to be a pretty bad guy. Oh wow! And, yeah, and uh, the, the the Dirty John podcast uh, really. Um, because of the fact that so many people got intrigued by that story, I believe I'd have to. This this originated in. Let's see here. Was it L.A.? Yes. Uh, Los, the Los Angeles Times was somehow or other tied into that. And I don't have all the details on this. I wasn't prepared to talk about it, but for those of you that are interested, uh, you might want to check that out because that I will really be. blew, that that blew that genre wide open. I'll check it and, out. And they ended up having one of those like Dateline things um, on it uh, uh, because of that story that started it all. Right. And, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> well, that's like again, sword. I I, that's like sword and scale. The reason why I ever stopped, started listening to it, I ain't trying to sound like I. Am. I mean, I, I'm not, you know, not that way. Not that I'm against it, but I liked it because yeah. I liked his voice. He's okay. an he's an Australian guy. And I started listening to him. Oh, and yeah. I started listening to him and listening to the stories. The stories are good too, and he goes in depth about different murder cases that have been going on. Some, I mean, yeah. some go back seventy, eighty years. He goes in some long ones. I mean, it's not just like recent. Uh-huh. And uh, it's it's a really good show. It's a really really good. I mean, they're like in their hundredth episode uh-huh. now or something. It's on up there. But okay. uh, yeah, well, it's a. Yeah, it's a great podcast. Um, before we uh, get too far down the line, just a couple of news stories here. And here again, if you've just checked this out, I apologize that my uh, my voice is weak. Uh, I've had a real bad month. I actually haven't gotten any rest, <clears throat> no sleep. So uh, it's taken a toll on me. I'm very fatigued, and it's uh, gotten into my throat. So I apologize for that. <clears throat> Um, but anyway, uh, Trump. I do. I do. I do want to say one thing. I sure. have been liking uh, Westworld. I'm in the fifth or sixth episode now. I think it is, 
and uh, so I just want to let you know I'm really digging it. I first the first episode I was like, eh. second episode I was yeah. getting more into it, and now I'm really getting into it. I really like the first season, and I hope you don't mind me saying I couldn't get into the second. Okay, it it, it just got too far out. Okay, and, and, and you know I'm not a um. The, the the original story that Michael Crichton, I believe, uh, came up with was was totally abandoned by the the second season. It got into some really deep science fiction. Oh, God! And, you know, I don't. Um, I uh, when it comes to science fiction, I have always found that don't ask the audience to suspend their disbelief too often. Right. Simple stories work the best. Alien, you got a bad alien and everybody's trying to kill it. Simple story. Okay, works. You had Terminator, you have a good one, you got a bad one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You just stick with that. Uh, when you start getting into, into, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff and and it, it gets to the point where it's it's you, you can't even follow the story because there's so many twists and, and turns that have no basis in in reality. I, I I can't I can't follow that too long. Well, speaking of, I did do this on July the fourth. I almost forgot. I went and saw the new Jurassic World. Okay, that's kind of what I figured. Man, let me tell you something, dude. I can say this about this movie. It is so bad. I mean, it's not the actors. It's the story. It's so. It's so sporadic, and it's so, like, I mean, I'm not trying to ruin the movie for anybody, but, like, you know, you see the trailer where all the volcano and them running from that. That lasts about 15 minutes in the movie. That's all. Okay. That's not even what the movie's about. They're not even on the island that long. It's about them wanting to use, not without ruining the movie, I'm just letting you know, it's about them wanting to use dinosaurs, because if you're not into this, I'm going to save you some money. It's about them wanting to use dinosaurs for weapon warfare. And they're yeah. trying to sell them for, you know, military uses. And I can see where they would go with another part three, and it may be okay, but the way it ended, I'm not going to ruin that for you. But I will probably never watch the movie again. I mean, <laughs> my kids, my son, I took Huck to see it. He liked it because of the dinosaurs in it, which is natural. Yeah. But the story was just... Well, I didn't like the, the, the last one when, when they started uh, tampering with the genetics of the dinosaurs to make them like super dinosaurs. Right, yeah. Um, I didn't like that because part of the charm of the original movie, or any dinosaur movie, is the idea that these creatures actually did exist at one time. Right, and it was just DNA that made them remade, you know. Yes, and, and, and when you start getting into these, um, you know, these these genetic super beasts, that that yeah, then then they become nothing but monsters. Right. And um, I, I just uh, that really spoiled that storyline for me. It's it's almost as bad as bringing aliens into uh, Indiana Jones. <laughs> that that you know, <laughs> yeah, that, you know, would, it, that wouldn't fit. It, you know, it just it, it uh, no, it just I uh, they lost me on that too. Yeah. So, um, like I said, if you're going to do science fiction, you got a nice premise there. Okay, you 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 have a theoretically plausible thing in finding the DNA of a mosquito that was inside of amber. Okay, that's theoretically plausible. Okay, and you can create a story. You know, the dinosaurs are on the island and they get loose. Okay, real simple premise, and it worked. Right. 
and now you know you got you got genetically engineered dinosaurs and you got them you know being weapons of mass destruction and everything else and that's just too much bs well it's kind of like when i read a fantasy novel it's the same thing i mean i'm old school when it comes to fantasy novels i don't mind if you get a little bit you know different like um you know but i don't want to have pistol slinging in my fantasy novels I want you to have sword fighters and magic and the elves and the dwarves. I don't want a bunch of flying stuff in the air and all that kind of stuff. I want to keep it fantasy. And some of these writers nowadays, they mix science fiction in with the fantasy, and I just don't really care for that. I'd rather just keep it as fantasy because that's the whole concept for me. And I can't get into that kind of thing. So it's kind of on the same field with that area. I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't get into that either. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, just prior to going on our uh, podcast today, um, Brett Kavanaugh was nominated by. Uh, Pre- I don't know. I don't know much about him. I don't either. Uh, was nominated by uh, President Trump today. Now he's he's roughly my age. He's in his just past fifty, some something like that. He's like fifty three. Something that's, pretty, like that. that's pretty young for a Supreme that Court judge. That is very young. That yeah. is very young. And here's the, here's the thing. It, it, it's not only young in years, okay, which, you know, that 53 by anyone's measure is still pretty young, okay? And a Supreme Court justice is nominated for life. So this guy could be on the bench for a generation. Right. And, um, and a lot of the concern is coming that, you know, uh, I, I do – I do believe that the role of president is often overstated. I mean, like I've said before, that being president of the United States is kind of like being quarterback of a football team. You get way too much credit when things go well, and you get way too much blame when things go bad. But in the, the one case where the president really does make um, an indelible stamp on history is the Supreme Court. Now, some now some uh, presidents don't get a chance to you know, nominate anybody, and right. others nom- nominate several. Now, he's already is this number two three? years. This is two. Two? Oh, okay. Yeah, and this is two, you know, and he's not even halfway through his first term yet. So, um, you know, there's a lot of speculation about what this guy is. Now, here again, I, I just found the, found out the guy's name within the last hour. The, the reporting that I was able to grab before we came on the air was that most people feel that this is going to be a nomination that's, that's pretty palatable to both sides. Although there's going to be resistance on the left, there's no question, because he's, he's probably more conservative than what they want. So, Well, if he picked him, I would imagine they would be. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and that's the whole thing too, the, this idea that, you know, that there should be, there shouldn't be an, an ideology for any of the, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, no. for, for, you know, uh, you know, like we've talked about before in this program, you should be able to, uh, uh, examine the, the facts on, 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 on their own terms. Well, now, justice he, he, shouldn't know a party. I mean, somebody goes up for murder, you don't ask, hey, are you a Republican or a Democrat? I exactly. mean, <laughs> you know, murder is murder. The Supreme Court justice shouldn't make a difference what his party is. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of speculation about, um, you know, long term with the Supreme Court becoming more and more conservative. There's a lot of speculation about Roe v. Wade. Uh, there's a lot of speculation about future rights of uh, homosexual unions, uh, you know, gay marriage, and so on. 
So um, um, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens here. Now, here again, I don't, just be- I don't really foresee any of that being overturned. I mean, I think that's a lot of worry. I mean, I could be wrong, but yeah. I don't. I don't. I just don't foresee that being a big issue. I mean, as far as future progress, maybe possible. Yeah, that could stop. Right. But as far as what we've already accomplished, I don't see that changing. It's and I'm just you know like your your layman terms there. Uh, I'm I'm a layman when it comes to the law, but my my general observation is that it's 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 easier to change laws like in, in Congress and the legislature. Something like modifying uh, Obamacare that's that's easier with Congress. Changing stuff that that the Supreme Court has laid down that's much more difficult. Right. That's much more difficult. So, um, you know, it's not impossible, but that's a lot heavier uh, hammer to swing. So, uh, and it's even hard to do it in Congress. In Congress, it's hard to do. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, we'll just have to wait and see what happens there. I, I, I would say the more realistic fear would be that progress on a lot of these things is going to halt. I don't know that it's going to go backwards. But, uh, yeah, that's, so that's going to be the interesting uh, news story. Uh, that's the news cycle is what's going to be – that's what they're going to be talking about the next couple of days is this Brett Kavanaugh. So um, that's, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. I'm going to find more about him. Maybe we'll talk about it a little bit more on Thursday. Yeah, I'd like to know where he stands as far as what his views are, you know, uh, because I didn't even know about the guy, of course. I, didn't, I don't know if you knew anything about him at all before no, today. No, I just don't, I've never heard of him before. I figured no. he'd pick somebody that nobody knew about. Did you see that YouTube video I shared where they were asking all them young people on the street about the new guy and he hadn't even been put in yet? No, I haven't. I didn't hear that. Oh, man. I put this video. This guy was walking around. He was like, hey, what do you think about And these people hate Trump so bad. Before they even get the information, he was asking them, what do you think about the new Supreme Court? Oh, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. And they start bashing on Trump, but I figured he picked, and he ain't even picked nobody yet. This was long before 9 o'clock. This is like 6 o'clock in the evening, maybe even a little earlier than that. Okay. I'm like, yeah. I mean, if you don't like Trump, that's fine, but don't just co creating fake news because yeah. you want to make up something older, dude. I'm like, this is, this is, I'm like, you're worried about Trump when this is the condition of our voters. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. This is, I mean, these are the people that allow or put Trump into office, or anybody into office, and Hillary's talking about running now again in 2020. That's a damn lost cause. Oh, they, uh, oh no, they, need, they need a fresh face. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it's nothing against Hillary. I don't like her, but it's nothing against her running again. She's got, no, every, right no, the, she's got no. every right in the world to run, just like anybody else. But the fact of the matter is, the Democrats need somebody new, somebody fresh, not the same old person to get in there and just lose again. Because that's exactly what would happen. Sure, it would yeah. be a it'd be a no yeah, chance in hell. They're going to have to get they're going to have to get some ideas other than that Trump is the Antichrist. Right. They're going to have to they're going to have to come up with something else. And what kills me is most of the people that say that are atheists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I 
see him, and then I'm not being mean because I follow a Facebook page called Skepticism, and they'll okay. be over there talking about Trump, and they'll be calling him the Antichrist, and the next minute they'll be talking against religion. I'm like, well, how the hell do you use Antichrist as a term if you're anti-religious? I mean, you shouldn't even believe there is an Antichrist, or there is going to be one. I mean, you should think that's complete baloney if you're if you're if you don't believe in religion. I mean, how the hell? I'm, I'm, that's stupid. Well, uh, I, I was using it as a. Uh, oh, well, know, I've heard people do that though. That's why you said that. I was I was being facetious. Uh, oh, it's know. real deal. It's the real people out there, dude, that are like, damn. It's a generic term that most people understand. That's what oh, I was Oh, okay. I, mean, I thought you were just quoting some people. I've seen them do it, man. I'm like, I'll, re- I'll be, because I'll, I'll troll down through there and read one comment from them, and the next comment will be just direct opposite of what they just said. I'm like, dude, that don't even make sense. Yeah. Ellie said, yes, they do. And I do want to say, just in case I forget, because we do come on Thursday, and that's her actual birthday, I want to say happy birthday, because I saw it on Facebook was coming up. Oh, really? So, uh, just want to say happy birthday, in case I forget, because my memory ain't as good as it used to be. So. <laughs> yes, by all means, happy birthday. Yeah. But, that's uh, awesome. But I'm just, but you know, that, that, yeah, they're going to have to come up with some kind of plan, and they're going to have to have a plan for some change and plan for some correction instead of insulting. You will, they will not insult their way into office. This man will win no. again. I promise. That's cost the election. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, that's all. I mean, there's a lot of things that cost them the election, but that was a big part of it. Talking down to the electorate, like uh, you don't know any better if you don't vote for me, was a, was a big mistake. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people said F you and went right out and voted for the other guy. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, one more before we wrap things up here, we've got to talk about this because uh, this is a story that's captivating the world. In Thailand, we have those kids that are trapped in the cave. Yeah. And uh, apparently they did get eight of them out so far. That's what I've heard. And there's a coach and four more in still in there. Yes. Um, I guess they're still okay. Uh, I'm not. They're doing something where they're using some kind of extended scuba thing, and then they're using the air off of that or something in order to have to get them to swim. And some of them can't even swim. Yeah. You know what I don't understand? You correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Um, what I don't understand, this was supposedly some sort of a field trip for these for the soccer team or something. Yes. When you go into a cave like that, let's say you go in 100 feet, right? and then you go in 200 feet, does, does the scenery really change that much? Not I mean, really. You, you got rocks above your head. You walk another 10 feet, there's rocks above your head. And I, I, I can see the educational aspects of it, of how these caves formed, and they're carved out by this one, that, and the water. And the, But why would you have to go in there that damn far? On a field trip. I agree. How, how did they end up in there miles? Uh, I, that's, I, I don't understand that at all. I, and here again, I don't, I don't know the exact facts on this. Maybe they did only go into a short way and that part got cut off. I mean, I don't know. But from the illustrations that I'm, that I'm getting on the news, it, it seems like they're, they're in there on an awful damn long way. And, and you know, if I had, if I was responsible for a dozen kids, I wouldn't be taking them into some deep, dark cave that distance. I mean, you go in there fifty feet and say, "Okay, kids, this, this yeah. is how this was 
formed or whatever, you know. I, I, I don't understand why you'd have to take them down in, in, into the, you know, the valley of death. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, I don't get the educational, the, the, uh, the value of the education balanced against the risk. I mean, from what I understand, there was signs all over the place. These these caves are dangerous, you know, water rising, um, and on and on. The uh, thing about it is, is when you go, well, the only thing that's going to change the deeper you go is the temperature, for one, <laughs> and <clears throat> excuse me, and the uh, the danger of it. Because of course, the deeper you go into it. The worst it's yeah. going to be in caves are very dangerous. I mean, I don't understand what the purpose of that danger was. That it's so important that you take, you know, a dozen kids that don't have any equipment or anything else with them. And from what I understand, uh, there there were some reports about this. Um, uh, they have been saying that the parents of the kids don't blame the coach. And he's doing everything he can. He's like he's like the captain. He was waiting for everybody to get out of there. You know, he's not out of there first. And from what I understand, he gave up his food first and what little he had. Uh, and he's very weak. Um, and uh, from what I understand, generally speaking, the parents support him. Yeah. Uh, um, and I, I mean, I don't know that anybody would necessarily blame him for for a tragedy if it happens, and we hope that it doesn't. But here again, just. Uh, I just don't. I question the wisdom of taking that many kids and, and that far down into a dangerous cave. Yeah, it wasn't smart at all. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think he just made a bad move. I don't think he necessarily makes him a bad guy. But uh, I'm hoping the other five, all five of the rest is left. So, so horrible. Yeah, oh. can get out. Yeah, that would be um, that. That would be terrible. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, hopefully well, they should be out. Hopefully the next. Hopefully by tomorrow, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. Apparently they're they're going, and I'm not sure. There's some sort of a cycle that they're going with uh, every day, taking out four. So I would imagine oh, they'll try okay. to take more, uh, within the next day. I'm not sure what the cycle is dependent on. Maybe it's something with the water levels or something. I don't know. Right. But, um, yeah, it's. I tell you what, it got to be scary. Got to be oh, scary. Yeah, if you know, if you, if you watch some of the. Uh, the detailed reports on this some of those things that they got to go through are like 16 inches wide and they have to take the tank off and push these kids through wow. and then push pull themselves through and then pull the oxygen tank through and who knows how many you know you're in there a mile something goes wrong man <laughs> well um ellie just informed me that one of the rescuers died trying to save them yeah that was a, uh, over the weekend or something I oh, believe. okay She's, yeah. Hmm? yeah wow that's, uh, a, that's a hero. Yeah, that's yeah. a hero. Not your football, toting, basketball, dribbling people. No, absolutely not. That's a, that's a hero. That guy went in there to try to save lives. I mean, nothing against them, but you ask most of these sports people to go out there and help them, you'd be lucky to get anything out of them. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's a hero. Oh, that's absolutely a hero. Um, and. Uh, you know, your heart has to go out to these families who are wondering what, what their kids are going through and if they're going to, you know, if they're going to make it out of there. Um, my concern would be uh, these kids aren't experienced swimmers to begin with. They're not. Some and, of them can't swim at all. Uh, and boy, man, you're 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 crawling through a hole in the dark that's 16 inches wide. I mean, what happens if you panic when you're in there? Yeah. You know, you're just a little kid. Now, how, how are you going to manage that if you're one of those rescuers? I mean, you can't. Yeah. It's... So. Uh, 
yeah i mean uh i don't i don't know what to say about that i just hope there's a good outcome there yeah it's, it's definitely a sad situation hopefully every i'm hoping that all five of the rest of them get out and they'll have a successful oh, yeah. rescue with the exception of the one rescuer that died that was a lot you know yeah. that's sad but yeah yeah um i'm not exactly sure what happened there i don't know if they've really released the details but something obviously went wrong and he uh yeah he, uh, he got trapped and uh he, got killed in the water so yeah that's a that's a bad situation so um but anyway i did uh i want to wrap things up on this note um you know we uh i sugar shane and i are continuing this uh podcast and uh, on a personal level i'm going to try to drag myself out of the hole that i'm in here over the next week or so and hopefully I'll, i'll become more helpful as time goes on here uh, you're good, man. Everybody, you know, things happen in life, man. We all hit walls. It's not about how you fall, it's about how you get back up. So, I mean, you know, everybody has stumbles along the way. Life hits you, man. Life hits oh, yeah. you. It, it don't matter who you are, don't matter how much money you got, don't matter how broke you are, don't make a damn what your color is, what your sex is. Everybody at some point gets hit with life. And it's all about how you get up from the blow. And, you know, and the thing is, yeah. you're, you're working your way up. That's better than staying in it. So, that's, yeah, that's the thing about it. So you you do what you got to do, and we'll we'll plug along at it. You know. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And I look, uh, I'm I'm uh, you know anticipating uh, this being a fun venture, and uh, uh, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna get back to the land of living. <clears throat> like again, I apologize for my voice being weak, but here again, I haven't had much rest at all in the last month. Um, but uh, yeah. I'm going to uh, get a little bit more active here day by day and uh, start, you know, relaxing and, and enjoying life a little bit like I'm sure my mom would want me to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And uh, um, I'm, you my know. My only regret is I didn't meet her. That was yeah, my only regret. Yeah. I feel bad. I feel bad about a lot of things. But you know what, Shane? I did the best I could. And I, I have had so many people tell me that, you know, there's not many kids that would do what you did for your mom. Oh, right that's, what I was, that's what I was about to say, man. You ain't got no regrets. You was with your mom every step of the way. She lived in your house. Yeah. You ain't got no reason to be regretting. That's why yeah. I don't have no regrets with my grandmother when she passed away. I lived there. I've seen her all the time. I got a brother, and no offense, but not the, uh, he, the first thing he said after she died is she always called me, wanted me to come over for a cup of coffee, but I never did. You know, that's, that's a regret you're going to have to live with. And I mean, right. I'm, and I'm hoping he gets over it. I'm sure he has by now, and you have to live with it. But the thing about it is, you was with your mama all the time, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't have anything to regret. You did what you you should have done. Yeah. She was there for you as a kid, and you were there yeah, when she, she got. And she yeah. you. I mean, you she got older at that time of life. You was there for her. You don't have nothing to be regretful about, man. Oh, thanks. But that's, I just meant you always. You, you torture yourself after somebody dies. Well, I should have done this. I should have said that. But you, you know what? I I, I really can't. I really am. Uh, what, it really comforts me that so many people have said you you did the important stuff and you did it well. Right. And uh, I'm comforted by that. And uh, I'm gonna. I'm sure my mom. One of my good friends told me the other day when he was talking to me. He says, "You know what? Your your mom that what doesn't want you to be depressed. Your mom doesn't. You know your your mom would be the first one to kick you in the ass and tell you to get out the door and start living your life." Yeah. You know, and enjoy your what's left of your life. And I know my son, that's how I felt when I, about my grandmother when she passed. She'd have been the same yeah. way. And, you know, that's like I told a guy I worked with the other day. I was working with him, and he was talking. His grandmother's still alive, but I think she has some form of cancer. 
And he yeah. was talking about how sometimes, you know, he had to put his life on hold because he hadn't went to college yet, and he's thinking about starting pretty soon, but he's had to do it because he's taking care of his grandmother. I said, yeah. man, don't, I said, don't you ever worry about that, dude, because, yeah, maybe you going to be a little late starting life due to the circumstances or whatever the case may be. But I guarantee you, in 10 years, whatever happens, maybe she'll last. I don't know exactly how long she's got to live. I said, but in 10 years, when your ass looks back, you ain't going to have that regret of yeah, not helping take exactly. care of your grandmother. That job don't mean shit. Yeah. Or whatever career you're trying to get into if you can't first take care of your priorities, and that's your family. Yeah. I mean, I do what I'm doing. I'm doing this podcast thing. Yes, I love to do it. I love to do it, and it's fun. But I would. But my family is a part of it. I'm hoping it does something for them too. Oh sure. Matter, matter yeah. of fact, me and Hook's gonna do a podcast once a week once we get started. It's gonna be a little. Awesome. It's gonna be a little ten minute one. But he's been bugging me to do to get on the mic. Been wanting to do it, so we're gonna do one called a week in the life of the Huckster. And it's going to be where we sit. I'm going to interview him about different things he's going through with school and things and whatnot. And I'm just going to ask him questions. So, I mean, that's something I want him, me and him to do. So, I mean, you don't want to look back and regret something like that. Regretting a job, yeah, I mean, it's a regret. And it can be a burden. Right. Man, when you go back and you regret time you can't get back, man, with family and stuff, that's a hell of a lot worse burden because you can't fix that. You can fix a job. But no, you, can't, right. you can't fix that. So, nah, you did yeah. the right thing, man. I admire you 100%. Well, thank you, yeah. I'd go thank higher you. than that, but there ain't no such thing as higher than 100. No. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I know some people say, I got back at 150%. I'm like, how the hell you do that? You know, <laughs> but right, I back right. at 100%, man. Because you did the right thing, dude. Well, thank you. Right. Thank I, you. Yeah. yeah. I know it's tough. It, it don't matter. I know she was 90 years old. People say, well, she good love, you know, and she lived a long time. And, you know, it doesn't matter if they lived to be 190. It's still a loss. It's still a loss. And, and, and to be clear, I, I – I, and here again, I don't want to get you know too you know too down, but uh, there is a uh, psychology of caregiving, and uh, you know I've talked to some people, and they said you know you have to be careful at this stage that you're in because being a full time caregiver after that person dies, you can slip into a depression. Right. Uh, because you're so conditioned to the first thing I would want to do when I get up in the morning, well, is mom awake? Uh, does she need to get up? Uh, I have to get her pills ready. And before I went to work or before I did anything, I'd you know, make sure mom was okay. The first thing I did when I got back home, make sure mom was okay. And, and I was living like that for so long that uh, you get conditioned to that. And uh, that's all of a sudden just gone. You know, uh, and it's 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 a... Uh, it's grieving is part of it. Don't, uh, don't misunderstand me, but it's uh, <clears throat> something happens to you um, when when all that is just gone. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me, but that's kind of what what I'm dealing with now. I'm I'm yeah. trying to get back to normal lifestyle and normal schedule, and and you know, uh, I can. I, if, when she first died, I, I um, my wife took me out for. Uh, this was like. The, the day before the funeral, she said, you need to get out a little bit. Let's go out and eat. Okay. So we went out to eat. And at first, it felt really good to be out and not be worrying about what's happening with my mom. And then it, it, it wasn't long after that. I, I started feeling guilty that I was out. You know, I started feeling guilty that, okay, I'm, I'm out and I'm enjoying myself and I'm doing that because she's no longer there and I, that's wrong and, and, and I, you, you can't understand what I'm trying to tell you unless you've kind of been through it right. um, 
Right. It's a it's something that happens to caregivers, to primary caregivers. Right. Um well, well, you're, you're probably taking, you're going through the natural stages of grief and whatnot, though. Yeah. I believe. I mean, I'm not trying to sound like a psychologist, but no, I understand. But uh, you know, but I understand where you come from. You come into yeah. a routine, and then your routine's right. broken, yeah, but exactly. not in the way you'd expect it to be broken. It, but yeah, especially any if you've been a caregiver, whether it be for a parent or a child or a brother or sister or whatever, now all of a sudden that's gone. Uh, it, it takes some. It takes a while to condition yourself to enjoy your free time you know uh because you're so used to worrying <laughs> so, right uh i'm going just going through a lot of bs right now i don't want to bother everybody with all that oh you know right. well everybody has to go through it though man we do you know it's not really bothering anybody it's like ellie she said it doesn't matter about age she lost her husband at 40 when he was 49 oh so i mean Age doesn't matter. You still a loss is a loss. You know what I mean. Yeah, right. I mean everybody. Right. And, and if you're listening and you hadn't faced it, I'm not trying to be a bearer of bad news. And it may be a long way off, but you're going to have to face it too one day. We all do. We all have to. Yeah. And uh, it's just part of life. Everybody wants to talk about death, but you know, you know, I don't want death. But unfortunately, yeah, everybody has it. Yeah. yeah, you know that's the one. That's the one appointment everybody's going to make. Yeah, you got that right. I mean, you can't miss it. I mean, it's different time for everybody, but everybody's going to get it one way or the other. That's true. I mean, I don't think in any time soon, and probably never, if you want my opinion, will they ever find a way to defeat death. They can prolong things, but I think death's just inevitable, no matter how far science or medical technology either one gets. But it's just the way it is. But uh, yeah. We all have to face it, and yep. it's all about you know. And I think Billy did the right thing. He done. And I think he's handling it the best way he can, and uh, heck, he's doing good. I mean, yeah. So hanging in there, and you you'll do. and you'll come out of it. And I mean, you're never gonna yeah, you're never gonna forget. I mean, that's something, and you don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to. I mean, you don't want to. I mean, there's things me and my grandmother used to. do I don't ever want to forget. I mean, that's memories. That's things I have, you know, to think back on. The only difference is now I don't get it. It doesn't depress me as much now when I think about it. Now when I think back to it, it's more of like, a, you know, I'm glad I had that. You know, and it makes springs a smile to my face at times. Yeah. But, you know, you don't want to forget. But you, you, you learn to cope. It's, you know, you learn how to, it's just not the same. And in a lot of ways it is. If you're with somebody as a relationship and it gets broken off, if you're in that committed relationship deeply, Oh yeah, it's almost like a death, and it takes some time, but you recover, you get over it. Yeah, you do. And uh, yeah, but that's you know yeah. So if you're listening, we weren't trying to bring you down. It's just the way life is, man, and everybody's going to face it. And you know, and I hope you recover and uh, and uh, don't let it get to you. Right, because I'll be all right. Yeah, I don't want anybody worried about me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be okay. No, you're right. good, man. I can tell by the sound of your voice, you're doing all right. I yeah, mean, yeah. I can. You, I mean, I know you got a crack at it. All. I'm just talking about. I can tell yeah. by listening to people. By I don't know. I just I can tell <laughs> by listening yeah. to people that they're, you know. <laughs> I don't think you sound like you're ready to go out and do nothing crazy. Let's just oh, say no, that. No, not at all. You know, no, I got, I got, I got a good family. I got, got yeah, exactly, family. exactly. Yeah. 
You ain't, it ain't worth losing all that. So I mean, oh, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, you no. got a good wife. I appreciate her saying she liked the logo the other day on Facebook. Oh yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, she's. We got to get together sometime. Just all four Absolutely. of us. All four yeah, she, of us. Yeah, she mentioned that too. Oh, did she? Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, we'll yeah. do it sometimes. We look. I'm looking for somebody to hang out with. Anyway, it's got good sense. I just. I mean, I don't. Mean, I don't mean that in a bad well, way. You can talk to my wife then. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> it's like I said the other day. If uh, what was it? I, I put a post up, and it made so much damn sense. If you're growing old, if you if you're not losing friends, you're not growing in yeah. maturity, and that's just the truth of the matter. I'm not saying you're not going to have friends that you've had all your life. That can sometimes be the case, but in a lot yeah. of cases, you think about it, man. There's people I don't talk to anymore because we're just on a different level. We're not on the same wavelength anymore. There's people I know that are my age still trying to damn party, and I'm like, I don't have time for that shit no more, man. Right, right. You know, I don't mind drinking a beer, but I don't need to get drunk and sloppy and act like a fool no more. I just, I got things to do. I got a life to live. I got a business to build. I got a family to raise. I don't have time for all that foolish shit. So, I mean, that's, I, that's why I like to bring, I like to surround myself with goal-minded individuals. I like to surround myself with people that are headed in a direction that is the same as what I want to do. So that's why, you know, it's that same passion, same kind of desire. Even if it's not the same career, at least to have some kind of goal in mind in life that you well, yeah. want to go somewhere. Because if you don't want to do nothing, I don't have time for it. I mean, I just, I can't be around people <clears throat> like that very long at all. Right. But. Well, you got anything or? I'm else? good, man. I appreciate everybody listening. We will be back Thursday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And in case y'all were wondering, the reason why we went past 45 minutes is we do have the upgrade now. We're going to keep it within the hour range or a little less, whatever the case may be. This one ended up running about 56. But we'll keep it in that range somewhere in that area because now we can actually finish our thoughts without rushing because we upgraded the account and we can get a full show in. So. With that being said, I'll try to whittle out a few things for you Thursday night. <laughs> All right, sounds good. We'll be back Thursday night at 11 o'clock. Y'all have a good one. <laughs>